Previously on In The Moment. I'm saying that sometime, you got to step outside yourself and realize that, yeah, it may hurt in the moment when it feels like somebody's taking something from you, but in reality, they're not taking nothing at all. There's a reason you're on that path. So let them have it. Your picture is bigger. Who's next? All right, new segment called Mo Ain't Shit. And now, it's time for Mo Ain't Shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about this for a couple weeks. Is every every once in a while somebody say some somebody be like, "Yo, you ain't shit, man," and they'd be like, "You should talk about yourself on your podcast." <laughs> so I said, "Okay, we can do that." I'm self deprecating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's do it. And I wonder if this makes me a person who ain't shit. Oh, uh, in my life, right? Speaking of Joe Budden, I got mad at this woman the other day, and it reminded me. Of the same reason I got mad at people for a lot in my life. And maybe I ain't shit for this. Or maybe I'm right. Y'all tell me. Y'all know the Drake line when he says something to the extent of, she told me I'd never be as big as Trey Song's boy. Was, was she, she wrong? wrong? Yeah. That was just negative energy for, <laughs> for me, me to, to feed, feed on. on. Right. I've always been that person. Right? Like we were talking earlier about somebody who called Jaden Moe and they was like, nah, all men need their ego stroked and da da da. And I was like, that's not true. Some of us don't need that. I actually want the opposite. I've always found it better if you doubt me. Don't, I don't need the love. I don't need the therapy. I love me. Nah, tell me I'm trash. Tell me I'm not going to be something. Like, I feed off that. That's energy for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was never more motivated in my life the day I told some complete stranger in a bar once that, yo, I'm a comedian. And the reason I said that was because she asked me what I did for a living, and I told her, y'all work in the mailroom, because I did at that time. But then my homeboy was like, you don't work in the mailroom, you a comedian. Stop right. saying that shit. And I said, cool, and I told her, I, I'm a comedian. And she was like, what are you, Kevin Hart? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I got a slung it on. I should have told her that. If I saw my future, that's exactly, I would have pulled it out. <laughs> but... That's how you slapped her? Yeah, I But... It pissed me off just enough to feel like, okay, watch what I do now. Now I'm going to be funnier than Kevin Hart, and you're going to have to eat those words. I've always been that way in any situation, right? Like kind of the Michael Jordan effect. I take everything personally, and I utilize it as fuel to get to where I'm going. And the other day, I got mad because we was talking about Bel Air, the new series. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's really good. Plus, they threw me an endorsement. But I'm not saying it for that reason. It is really good. It's on Peacock. Yes. (laughs) So, <laughs> shout out to Bel Air. They sent me some things. Sent me a hoodie, a hat, a couple things or whatever. Then I heard Joe Budden's podcast. They sent him some sneakers. <laughs> they sent this man a whole basketball court or something, right? <laughs> I felt the way. <laughs> I was like, yo, hold up. <laughs> yo, they sent me a hoodie. <laughs> they sent this man some kicks and a whole basketball uniform. <laughs> yo, so I'm joking, right? But I but I jokingly say to her, like, yo, nah, nah, who I got to talk to, yo? You know, they disrespecting me. And she was like, relax, he's Joe Budden. Pump, pump, pump. Yeah. I'm about to pump this bitch up, pump I promise up. you. Yo, y'all serious, son. Y'all felt so, y'all almost swung on her. It's the first time in my life I almost swung on her. Yeah. Yo, yo. <laughs> I looked at her and I said, and? And she was like, oh, you serious? Yo, I'm that fucking serious. Like, what do you mean, <laughs> and? And I'm Mo Mitch. 
<laughs> what is you saying? You know what I'm saying? And she was like, nah, I'm just saying. I was like, nah, 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 ain't no nah, I'm just saying. I walked away. I deleted her number. I would never talk to her again. Said <laughs> 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 <it> for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, what Beyonce said? <laughs> let's go, let's go, little schlonger dog. She don't want no more. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> you know I hate sleeping alone. I just said I should. <laughs> I'm not feeling it, you know what I mean? I'm not feeling it. So she, like, you really feel a way about that? I said, hell yeah. Anytime in my life somebody tried to play me like that with, oh, he's so-and-so, and oh, he's so I never cared. I was never that guy. I don't care what you've accomplished. I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care how much money you have. And I hate the fact that it seems like only in our culture we measure success by the biggest dude in whatever we doing, right? Like, I remember somebody telling me one day, well, do you feel like you're a successful comedian? And I'm like, I don't know. I, people measure success differently. And then she literally said, well, you know Kevin Hart. And I'm like, who is? Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart, right? Does that mean that no one else in comedy is successful? What do you measure success by? But we do that, right? right. Like, even if you're in the NBA, like, you ain't LeBron. It's mad people in the NBA that still make $40 million a year. It's not just LeBron. It's, they're not successful because they're not LeBron. So most people may be like, yeah, but that ain't that big of a deal. But again, I'm the same guy who was sitting at a table one day, and this woman was sitting right next to her boyfriend and was talking about what she would do if Trey Songz was in the room. And I was looking at him crazy because I'm like, you really just be sitting there while your woman be like, Talking about what she would do to Trey songs? And he was like, yeah, you know, he a celebrity. No. And? <laughs> like, what you think? <laughs> yo, yo. Oh, you don't know the stories about Trey, huh? Because you think that's going to stop him? <laughs> yo. You know what I'm saying? So I've always seen it like that. And maybe it's me, but I never cared about that, fam. I'm not, like, you're not going to make me ever feel less about myself. I don't care if I had three followers. I felt like I was the best comedian in the world when I had 10 followers. I don't feel no different today. I'm never going to feel different. Am I wrong for that? Am I not shit for that? Or is she not shit for that? Let's talk about it. She ain't shit for that. Yeah. Because like you, I feed off of that energy. Tell mm -hmm. me what I can't do, and I'm going to prove you wrong. That's what I need. That, tell me, yep. and I'll make it happen. Yep. And then laugh in your face and be like, aha, what now, bitch? Facts. Romeo, what's up? I'm shit or I ain't? Nah. I think that person was wrong. Because I think, I think people nowadays, because of social media, they measure, like, if you're not number one, and you're not shit. Right. Right? But it's just like, no, it just, like, I think that I can be as funny as anybody else can be. And the thing is, is like, no one became number one overnight. No one just, nobody, boom, became the best overnight. Kevin Hart sold sneakers once. Like, it's, you have to build your success. It takes time and you have to find people to believe in you. Fast. Like, that's what it is. All right. So the moral of the story is, I guess at least now, I'm shit. You're the yeah, because that's the opposite of when you ain't shit, right? You're the shit. Baby. I'm the shit. You're the shit. All right, cool. And never let nobody make you feel like you are less than or you can't follow your dreams and be exactly what anybody else is or where they are because they don't believe in themselves. Exactly. Romeo, what, what's that? What, what is you're, it, though? Say it. You're the shit with the schlanger dong. All right, moving on. <laughs> Who's next? All right, real quick, in the moment, sports. It's time for Sports on In the Moment. Romeo, who is Steph Curry? Steph Curry is the guy that takes shots from... 
the middle court and dunks them every single time because it's Steph Curry. We'll take it. <laughs> right. I don't know where the middle court is. I think he meant half court. Yeah. That's hey, what I meant. Hey. Yeah, I know. I got middle you. Middle half. Yeah. And he don't really Same be dunking word. on people. He could dunk. Nah, but nah. That's not, he's yeah, like 5'8", yeah. right? Not- He's a little taller than that. Yeah, he's Think he's about that. my height. It's just that he always be around really, really, really tall guys, so he just looks short. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. He looked pretty average. <laughs> Not, yo, yo, the same thing you said about Nelly. Listen, uh, I'm 5'6". I'm I can right. call a guy short, okay? Well, we don't stay on sports long, but um, Steph Curry, I thought this was fly. Somebody brought up the other day. They was like, yo, if you don't know who Steph Curry is, he's in the NBA. He's one of the greatest NBA players ever. He's my favorite player. The man can shoot from anywhere. He got rings. He's killing it. He's the man. Look at Steph Curry's scouting report if you ever doubted yourself and thought that you couldn't be more than what people ever said you could be. It's crazy. If you look at Steph Curry's scouting report when he came into the league, they said he was too small, Mm -hmm. he was too skinny, he's going to hurt himself a lot, he can't play defense, he can't make it in the league, he needs help shooting. Like, yo, they trashed him on his scouting report. It's the same as Tom Brady's? Yeah. Right? Because Tom Brady (laughs) was like a skinny skinny motherfucker who, like, they were like... (laughs) Skinny guy, he can't run nothing, nothing, and then not athletic at all. Biggest quarterback ever in the world, ever. Well, so ever. that yo, that's fire. See, I knew okay. he was gonna kill this sports Thank shit you. at some point, my man. Thank you. I'm proud of you. That's just a little quick sports for anybody out there that's trying to accomplish something. Don't let nobody tell you you can't. Who's next? Question of the week. I thought about this real quick too. I'm on a roll right now. Spirit guides. We talked about spirit guides this week. You know what nobody ever really thinks about? What? what? Do you really want to be a spirit guide when you die? No. Nope. Okay, so we, uh, it's not just me. Right? Because like, they're like, yo, you got spirit guides. Like, can you imagine dying and you get to heaven finally? You about to party and God be like, yo, I got a job for you. What? Yo, fam. Yo, and yo. it's unpaid. Because we're... you, you don't need money in heaven. So I'm working for free? Money. Yo, fam, I thought dying was a permanent vacation. Like, you really about to try to put me to work, my dude? Like, what if, like, yo, are you kidding me? What if, like, your granddaughter needs you? That's what you got to ask yourself. So when God says to you, Romeo, I know you worked your whole life, you finally died and you want to chill, but you need to follow your granddaughter around and make sure she don't hurt herself from all of the dumb shit she about to do for the next 25, 30 years, what you going to say? I'm going to say, God damn, God. Oh, you going straight to hell. Yo, that floor going to open up so fast. It's So you're going to say no. That's your answer. No, 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 no. No, I would like to be a guide. You want to be a spirit guide? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. You going to follow around like your, your kids and all that? Yes, because I think I have a spirit guide in me that has helped me out so much. You know the mic holds itself, right? You don't yeah, have to hold th- it. Th- no, I know. Part. I know. That's why this it has part. a mic like holder. Grab why are you like side. grabbing mics? <laughs> <laughs> Come here. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us. It's a safe space. What's up? <laughs> you, you, be, yo, you be gripping the mic and putting it. Like, like practically in your mouth. Katie, you going to be a spirit guide? Two days a week. <laughs> you going to try to negotiate with God? Yes. Uh, all right. I'm not mad at that. That's fire. All right. Say less. Who's next? All right. Let's do notes. Here's what I'm thinking. Oh. We do five notes. Who's going to do it, though? Who's going to look in their phone and just go scroll up and down and randomly select Five notes. I think Romeo deserves it this time. We can try to do this in somewhat of a um, quick fire fashion so we don't be here forever. But I think every week we should start to knock some of these notes out. So let's get to it. Oh, real quick. If you somehow missed it, what the notes are, pretty much every time either of the three of us are out together drinking, we just write notes in the In The Moment podcast, note section, or 
if we're out in other situations and we have something that we think is funny, we write it down. We have no idea what's going to come up. We have not talked about it before. We're just going to select five random notes, and we're going to go. Romeo, hit us. Scroll and pick. The first one I got is Kumquats. Episode you scared to put out, though, is about your no, But go ahead. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't hear it, so it feels like you guys are laughing at me. Because we are. Okay. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, King. Now, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, the episode you won't let us put out is about turning but go ahead. Yeah, no. I mean, you guys keep, keep sending your crazy. You, you going to fold for one of them. One of them will come out. Someone for BBA. Yeah. Yeah. Name your price. Yeah, somebody going to throw him a number Facts. that he never seen. Yeah, go ahead. All right. The first one I got is kumquats. Okay. Definitely didn't come from me. So, uh, that's the first one that popped up. That didn't, that didn't come from me. It's spelled with a. It's in the notes. Yeah, I don't remember come. It's K U M. Oh, I know what it is. I bet you do. <laughs> we don't. It wasn't us. <laughs> it was. Do you guys remember the 100th episode? Mm-hmm. And how like the one of the drinks had these like little cherries. Weird oh, little fruits yeah. on top, and we like couldn't figure out what the fuck it was, and we all ate them, and they were like sourish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns out they, they were kumquats. kumquats. <laughs> Yo, you was putting kumquats in your mouth. No, you was putting. I know, but shut up though. You was there too, though. Yeah, no. Yo, you had two in your mouth at the same time. You sick. <laughs> all right, what's next? Oh, I got a good one. I just saw my name. It said, Romeo stopped working out when Mo saw Mo. Oh, <laughs> he can't read. Yeah, you no, know he can't read. Fuck. Why no, did you, you choose him, I get, No, I guess you're nervous. That's the only it is. Yeah, okay, it, it says, Romeo stopped working out when he saw Mo going hard at it at the bench press. <laughs> That's why you've never been back to the gym. <laughs> my God. I saw you lifting 245. That's easy, too. <laughs> That's light. <laughs> Yo, that's I why said, he didn't come back. Stretching? Get the fuck. <laughs> I was warming up with 245. He came back. Nah. He's like, yo, Katie, Mo was in there killing. Yo. I can't go back. <laughs> I've been asking this man why he ain't been in the gym ever since that day. You ain't been back because I was warming up on a bench. Dude, you were lifting 245s, bro. What's up? No. I can get you there. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. You was doing like light work. You were. <sighs> yeah, it's like 245 is I light. was like, yo, I was going in there that day. Like, we, we walked into the gym. And I was like, all right, I'm going to work out with Mo. Cool, it is what it is. And I saw you lifting, and I was like, nah, I'm going to leg day. <laughs> I was, yo. Yo, I walked in the gym. Romeo stretched for 35 minutes. I was like, is he going to lift a weight? Or what the fuck is going on? He said, wait, I got to figure out what I'm going to rearrange here because Mo. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> that's, that's why he, that's the same reason you don't wear sweatpants no more? Yo. I, <laughs> I, I know my. Bust a McThunder stick. <laughs> Fire hole. Stop hitting the mic. Who the fuck is it? Right. Yo, come on. Man. Come back to the gym, man. Nah, I can't. Bro, I'll train bro. with you. I'll get you, I'll get you right. That ass. Bro, right. I, bro, I had to start somewhere. Just like what Katie said about everybody who's great in life. I had to start somewhere. I wasn't always putting 300 up. Like, you start it somewhere. Was, it was just crazy, bro. I was like, dude, you was lifting like you was Arnold Saucer, nigga. <laughs> Arnold who? <laughs> Who? 
Katie who? Because I don't know if he canceled it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was racist or not. Judges. You two can vote tonight <laughs> on in the moment. <laughs> men man yo why we don't ever just compliment each other and say i see you king like let me come y'all men get work with you that's all you had to say we get it together nah i'd have took the 45s off you left the fives on and then pushed you through it all right nah i'm dead ass i got you come back to the gym man i felt intimidated bro i ain't gonna lie (laughs) i'm not your enemy man We on the same team. I got you. It, it felt like it that day. I was just like, no, you were lifting them so easily, bro. I was like, what the fuck? Why are you even in here? Because I, well, you think I should just stop? <laughs> what am I working for at this point? And then you were like, all right, I'm going to see you, my dude. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> all, right. all right, go back to the gym, man. What else you got? The black people have a toxic relationship. Kevin Hart, three strikes. <laughs> All right. Katie don't know what that is. I remember. All right. That's that's from, uh, there was a time we were all in the car and we were driving. Oh, yeah. the reality show. The, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I remember, I think I was somewhat making fun of the fact that um, Kevin Hart's wife said, don't quote me, but I believe she said, yeah, he messed up once. He has two more chances after the cheating scandal. Yeah. In his documentary thing. In the that- documentary. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, to know you got three chances? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's wild. I never heard of that. And in that moment, it kind of hit me that Katie and I were both going through what I guess people would view as toxic relationships. And that, and in that moment, <laughs> no pun, I realized that, yo, of everybody on the bird show... Well, I gotta be the two black people <laughs> in toxic relationships. Yo, we making us look bad. Yo, everybody else is mad happy. And healthy. Yo, beautiful <laughs> marriages. They got houses in Sawani. You know what I'm saying? This is flourishing. Yo, birds getting married in a place I've never heard of. Yo, Kristen and Bart got the greatest marriage of all time. Davi loves her man more than anything. Tommy and his queen, forget about it. Bro. Like, he, he picked Katie. her in a yearbook. You Tommy feel me? picked his woman out of a yearbook Yo. and said, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> Look at me and Katie representing for the culture. <laughs> I know they like, damn, all black people behave this way. <laughs> Hell, even Kaylee is married. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, shit. <laughs> what you say? Yeah, he apologize every week. And she's still there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I fucked up. Like, yeah, it's it's okay, gotta, baby. It's I got okay. Another apology story. That's why I'm going to stick beside him. I'm going to stick beside him. Still way healthier than that. Yo, we got to do better, Katie. Yo, well, that's on us. My bad. Apologies right. to the culture. How many is that? That's three or four? That was Those three. three. All right, two more. Let's get it. All right. First time, ooh, you want to get serious? What? Uh, that's what you pick. That's what you pick. That's the way this game goes. Yeah. Let's do it. The first time you ever got pulled over by the cops. Oh. Oh, shit. That was in there? Who, okay, whose is that? I put it in there. Okay. Because Romeo and I, we were having a conversation. Do you remember how this conversation started, though? Mm. 
it was just in the studio. I can't remember how it was, but we were sparking it up and we were talking about being pulled over by cops. And I told him the first time that I was pulled over by a cop as a black woman, I was so fucking nervous. Mm-hmm. And I was in a town that is predominantly like white and it's it's known to be a racist town outside of the college. It was where I went to college. But outside of my college bubble, that area was known to be a racist area. Mm-hmm. So when I got pulled over heading home, I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so the cop, he comes out, and I'm in college. It's like my sophomore year in college. And I just remember he asked to see my license, and I'm just shaking. Mm-hmm. I'm shaking to give him my license because I'm so nervous because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's because I was speeding. I was like over five five miles over the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Which normally they don't even bother you for. They don't. But I was scared for my life. Yeah. And I would never forget how terrified I was. And I thought it would have been different had I been maybe white. Maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been as scared. But I was terrified because I was like, I'm a black woman who just got pulled over for speeding in a well-known racist town. Whatever happens, whatever he says basically goes. And I don't know how to act. And I just remember having that feeling. And I thought, we're all minorities, right? So what was it like the first time we got pulled over by cops? What was that feeling for us? Mm, okay. Um, Romeo, you want to go? Let me take it. No, I, I don't think I could ever relate to your experience, if I'm being honest. Because I think the first time I got pulled over, I was so terrified. Like, I remember thinking, I am a person of color, right? I can get shot right now, and it will be okay. Like, this man will get away with it. We've seen it over and over and over a million times, and it's going to happen. And it, ha- and it keeps happening, and it's fine, right? Same thing with you. I got pulled over for speeding. I was probably going like five miles over the, the limit because I remember looking at the speed ticket. And even the guy was just like, dude, I can let you go, but I have to ride this ticket. And I was like, well, why the fuck are you telling me that? If you can let me go, just let me go. See, at least you got that. My cop gave me attitude. Right. So it's like in my head, I was just thinking, I feel so terrified right now. Right. Because I remember feeling scared, bro. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time ever in my life where I was just like, I remember growing up in elementary school and people telling me the cops and firemen were heroes. Right. Superheroes weren't real, but they were heroes. And those are your cops and your firemen. Right. Those are your heroes. And then I get pulled over by a hero and I didn't felt I never felt safe the entire time that I was pulled over. Never felt safe. At all, right? And then I just remember thinking, I walked away from that. I got my ticket. I was just like, look, officer, like, yeah, I know I was speeding. I was speeding. I'm sorry. I was like, you know, very, like, nice about it, whatever. Like, I I took accountability for it because I was going to fight him over it. Like, I knew better not to fight him over it. I was like, here's my license. Here's my, like, registration and all that stuff. And I walked away. And when when I drove away, all I kept thinking was, I can never imagine being black. And I remember calling my girlfriend and just telling her, I don't think I could live in a world where I felt like just because I was black and I get pulled over for the dumbest fucking thing in the world. And now I can get shot up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can I can get shot. Like, we've seen it before. We've seen it in the news. You get a knee on your neck for having a fake check or whatever. Right. Allegedly. And you lose your life for the dumbest reasons. Yet there are school shooters who get handcuffed and taken into custody safely and they get meals at the end of the day. And I'm right here in this situation where I feel afraid that I will never be able to call my mom again and tell her I'm okay. 
right? And I just kept thinking, I'm just, in a weird way, like, I'm glad that I'm brown because I can get away with it. And I just felt so bad at the same time where I was just like, fuck. Yeah. It just sucks at the fact that, like, you get told as a young kid, cops are your heroes, firemen are your heroes. And then when you get pulled over by one of them, you don't feel like you're safe. You don't feel like you're with a hero. You almost, like, you immediately are in a defense mode where you feel mm-hmm. like, here's my stuff, here's my things. And I just, I feel so flustered. And I feel like I just, it was the most terrifying thing in the world. And I, I've only been pulled over one time in my life. And that one time was enough for me to be like, I never want to be in that in that moment again. All right, uh, for me... I'm not gonna stay here long. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to be as quick as possible because I don't. I don't want to stay here long. But I'm gonna be fully transparent because the moment calls for it. To my non-black listeners, this is not complaining. This is not reaching out for empathy or sympathy. This is just real. I didn't know the difference in getting pulled over and being black and white truly until I got to the bird show. And I started to listen to Bert explain to me what it's like to get pulled over as a white man. And your fear is a ticket. A ticket is a win. That's it? Cool. That's when it hit me. Oh, this is different. And to be completely transparent, today on the show when Bert extended his truth of, yeah, if the country was at war, grab a gun, I'd fight for this country. I was quiet. I spoke my piece a little bit, but I allowed Kristen to speak a little more of it because she's she has way more tact than me. I didn't know exactly what to say in that moment because, to be completely honest, what I wanted to say, it just wasn't going to come from a place where I wanted it to come from. But in reality, the day I would be truly willing to die for my country is the day Colin Kaepernick plays football again in the NFL. Because what Colin Kaepernick was fighting for, it still pains me to know so many people didn't get it. And this is what we're talking about. The first time I got pulled over, I got pulled out the car, slammed against the, the car, and told that I was a suspect because they were looking for a black guy in a white T-shirt. I'm not being funny when I say this is literally when the Franchise Boys song White Tee was out. Every black kid had on a white T-shirt. That's it? They practically roughed me up, took me to jail, and told me they found a baseball bat in the car. And that was the reason. Bro, we were literally playing baseball. I never forgot that. Then I got pulled over another time. I was in my dad's BMW. He told me he pulled me over because I, I did a stop and roll through a stop sign. I didn't do a stop and roll. I stopped. But I was young. And I was in a white neighborhood. And I was in a BMW. That's why he pulled me over. I thought the car was stolen. But you can't say that. Cool. You hear a lot of people say, well, just follow the rules. Just give in. You'll be fine. I can tell you've never been in these situations because it's not always the case. There are times when you can do absolutely everything they ask you to do. 100%. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. They have an agenda when they show up. And in this country, unfortunately, if we're going to be real, if you're a person of color, you're guilty until proven innocent. It's the way it goes. Can't tell you how many times I've stepped in an elevator, saw women hold their purse a little tighter. How many times I've crossed the street, heard the car door lock? How many times I was walking down the block, saw somebody cross the street? It's no coincidence. If you're black, you feel that every day. When I would get pulled over, 
It was always an attitude before I can even tell you what was going on in my life. And I realized how different it was the moment my dad became a police officer because I had his card. And every time I got pulled over when my dad was in the force and I pull his card out, hand it to the officer, whole different swag, whole different ball game. Oh, you Gatlin, son? Then it was cool. You see they whole demeanor switch up. Now you're nice. Now you're giving me an opportunity to present myself in a whole different manner that you would not have given me an opportunity to do if my dad wasn't a police officer. And if you're black, that's the way it goes. If you're not a celebrity, if you don't have money, if you, are not, you don't have a PBA card, you don't have someone in the force, you are guilty the moment they pull you over. And they are looking for a reason. And what I've learned in talking to my dad, a lot of time, what we don't truly talk about, that comes from fear. They're afraid of us. I remember my dad told me he was in training once, and he asked all of the officers, raise your hand. I think it was 100 officers, the police academy. Raise your hand if you've ever been in a fist fight. Three people raised their hand. There are men who become police officers. They ain't never been in no form of combat at all. They pull over a black guy. They're terrified. So their first instinct is to shoot or to do something to get the advantage. No, it doesn't happen every time. No, it's not every officer. But being a police officer is similar to what I believe it was Chris Rock said. It's one of those jobs where everybody has to be good. Can't have one bad pilot. Just can't. Can't talk about all of the other amazing pilots. If one pilot is bad, a hundred and some people are going to die. It's the same thing with one bad police officer. And the percentage of those hundred some people that are going to die, y'all know what time it is. <laughs> it's going to be us. So I just want to say I'm not going to dwell on this because we talk about it a lot. But at the end of the day, just know if when you get pulled over, you have never genuinely feared for your life. Because I truly remember when I got pulled over before my dad was a police officer and before I was mowing the bird show and all this other shit. My first thought genuinely, because y'all know I don't fear nothing. Fear is not in me. My first thought, no lie, was my mom. So I thought I might not see her again. And if you never got pulled over and thought about your kids or your mom or your grandmother or whomever you love, then you have no idea what it's like to be black.